Crazy. Disruptive. Explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Recapic Podcast. All right. Welcome back. It is episode two of the Reek Havoc Podcast. I am Jody Sally, the man across from me with the handsome beard, and Sam Elliott-like hair is Trevor Brown. Full Sam Elliott head hair. I do not have a full... You have a full head. I have a full head. Not and a fan. full face of hair. All of my hair has, like, migrated. Maybe it's, like, melting mm. from the top, just melting down. My kids think it's funny. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. I don't think it's as funny, but I get to shave my head, which is awesome. I hope that Sam Elliott has the same problems I have. Like, I could deal with having Sam Elliott hair as long as I know that he has ear hair problems, too. I have ear hair problems. And back hair problems. Back hair. Yeah. I got the long reachy thing now. <gasps> Do you like it? it? I love it. I have not tried that. Do that. Yep. I just have to <laughs> get my kids to help me. Yeah, I might not do that. Yeah, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the water park, kids. Can one of you come in and shave dad's back? Yeah. Oh, dad. Now some people think that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it is. Right. But mostly your kids probably. Well, they think it's disgusting. But there are women out there that are like, oh, you have your children do that? To which I would reply, Well, I'm no longer married. Right. And that's just a that's not a good thing to ask on your first date. No. Bring her back to the house. Hey, I was thinking we could have. I was thinking we could have some wine, and you could shave my back. That's a bad way to start a it's date. A good check mark question though. As you go down the list of things they they do or don't like, and yeah. you're like, hypothetically speaking, if I had say back hair, and I asked you to shave it, would you do that? Yeah. Hypothetically. Well, so here's here's my back hair story. I went and had the back hair laser procedure. So I don't have a lot of dark hair on my back. I have golden hair. Wow. So in the sunlight, I glisten like a hairy angel. Mm. Like a little hairy koala bear. Straight from heaven. Which is a great transition into our topic today, which is surround yourself with great people. And I... Angelic koala bears. I like to surround myself with you. Oh. With your golden glistening back hair. Thank you. I think it's only makes me, matter of fact, makes me a better person. I think it would make anybody Probably a better doesn't person. help my back hair problem as much, but. You know what, though? though? There's strength in numbers. There is. Yeah. So the for real topic today is who do you surround yourself with? Because show me your friends, show me your associates, I'll show you your future. Yeah. Show me your top five best friends, tell me their income, and I'll tell you your income. Mm-hmm. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fact i guarantee it if you're listening to this and you're thinking about it but just do the math i'll bet you you're an average of your fr- your you're five like, best friends it, i am yeah, it's the truth man i tried to tell i have an 11 year old no wait i do have an 11 year old but i also have a 13 year old and she's she was hanging out with some questionable friends and i had that whole conversation with her and i think i got through i think no, I didn't. <laughs> Let's no. be real. I didn't. She'll, I still have she that. Will, she'll get it when she's like 20. Yeah, yeah that's all right. That's when, that's when the seeds that I planted as a young father, they blossom into full apple trees of crunchy, beautiful apples. God, what a metaphor. That was beautiful. Uh, that was beautiful. That's why so, you're here. You're a woodsmith. Yeah, yeah. Wordsmith. Aru. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arama. Oh, iced. 
Speaking of moron children, those uh, belong to you. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is real. You know what? This is a a proud moment for you. This is a live studio audience. It's a proud proud moment. No, nor do I want to know what just happened with my children in the other room right now. Yeah. Somebody fell. It was comedic. A lot of laughing. Something. Who knows? But back to the topic at hand. Surround yourself with good people. Uh, professionally, personally, you can go down the list. And you can do all the research you want. And what you said is absolutely 100% true. You can have one person that changes the entire organization because it's the right person on the bus. And I know there's, there's a ton of great books out there, organizational health and all that stuff. And it's true, man. You get the right people on the bus that fit the culture, and it makes a huge, huge difference. And it brings out the best out of those other people. You can have great people that perform kind of mediocre because it's it's not the right mix of people. You change out one person, maybe two people, get the right people in there, and suddenly you're bringing out their best work that was there all along. Absolutely. There's, And I, I had that conversation today with somebody that was talking about moving how they asked them about their move to another office, basically same in the same field, just a, a different office. Right. Mm -hmm. And same owners, same people just got transferred basically, or went over to another office. Basically her comment was went from working with people that I thought were my best friends hanging out or, you know, hanging out with my best friends every day and making a living doing it and having a great time doing it and producing Mm -hmm. to going to a office where didn't get along with anybody Nobody wants to talk to each other. Uh, everybody's infighting, and guess what? They don't perform to the numbers that the other office does. Are what? you are you trying to tell me that culture matters? Oh my god! Yeah, there's <laughs> a little. There's this company that uh, that some people are aware of. It's a uh, it's Google, and they uh, it's a small little company out of the Bay Area. I'll have to they, search that online. You have to look up online. You have yeah. to get on Yahoo. And, I'll use and the look for it. I'll use the interwebs to check that out. Check it out on the internet or the World yeah. Wide Web, whatever you use, I'll, and you I'll can find it. it. But it's probably on Yahoo or uh, on on Yahoo.com. I think mm-hmm. you can you can find it. Maybe uh, I'll, I'll Bing it or Bing it. Yeah, <laughs> is Bing it's still, still a thing? I don't know. I was just going to ask you. Is that, is that a thing? Still? I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, they they started. I I mean, Apple probably was one of the big ones that started it too. But like, yeah, culture is a big deal, and I yeah. think that's the biggest thing that you people that people see is you put yourself around other people that you enjoy working with every day. It just comes down to one thing. I literally even not the people, even what you do. Quit hitting the table. Sorry. Every time you hit the table, you make my face. You make my down. face bounce. Listen. Bounce up and down. I'm a handsome man. People don't need to be <laughs> seeing blurred images of my face. It's important. I know you get emphatic. It keeps exciting. Let's do it this way. All right. From now on, I'm in time when out. the Wreak Havoc podcast is underway, we do air quotes and we do air oh. em- emphasis. Like you can call it a karate chop. You can call it whatever you want. Just don't hit the table. I got it. Sometimes you got to have guard guardrails. They're for maybe, your safety. Maybe like a even a, a, like a uh, straight jacket. No. Be good. No, because you could, would then I can you talk. Would, Die. I'd one die. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't talk. Because you talk you talk with your body. Right. Yeah. And it, it is This is hard enough just staying on my I know. I'm watching you die a little bit. It's okay. You'll be fine. I don't know what to do with my hands. What do I do with my hands? And they just go up out of camera. So yeah, I think it's super important. I think it's important not only to just have the people that you like around you, but even just doing what you like is a huge deal, which I think is probably another whole nother episode just doing Doing shit you love. I have a great idea. We should do a podcast on that. 
We should do one. Okay. You know anybody that does podcasts? We could maybe talk about. It you know what? I'll search that on the interwebs. You should do that. Yeah. What's that called again? Goo. I'll ask the Google. Yeah, the yes. Google. The goggles. The Google. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Something Go- like that. But I, you know, I, it goes. I mean, even in individual situations, one thing I kind of made a note of here that I, I think of a one individual situation that I had, uh, going back to like even on an individual basis, went to a show, Butte, Montana, you know, just was banging. You know, I had a banging day. It was just one of those days I was on, like shit was on fire Mm -hmm. and everything I was, you know, I mean, it just felt good. I was in a good mood, whatever, you know, we had, uh, you know, just enough, you know, pre, pre meeting cocktails, I think at the dinner to to put me in that right frame of mind, Mm -hmm. but I was killing it. And it was funny because later on, all the guys that were in my little group or section there were, were sitting there talking about it. And they're like, you know, they're like, man, we, we, that was the most fun I've ever had. We were just all laughing and we we're talking. And I had a Bluetooth speaker out on my table, and was, which is kind of how I roll. That's the whole, that's the Havoc sales partners, my company. I mean, we, we do everything different. It's going to be loud. We're going to do, we're going to have a good time, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do shit unless I'm having a good time. And we, we go and we have a good time. Well, it got infected into these other guys around me. And literally, probably four or five different guys I'd never met in my life all sat there and said, you know, that's the best sales we've like, and looking at the POs best sales we've had. And they're like, we're going to start doing that too. We're going to start bringing that. I'm like, you get, it's the energy, right? And he's like, yeah, ding, we just ding, need ding, you ding, to ding, come. Ding, ding. We just need you to come with us to these other shows. You know, I'm like, you know, but it was kind of the same thing. It's like, you realize how important it is, yeah. even in, in an individual basis, whether that's one meeting or one sales pitch or one, whatever versus your everyday job. It's all about putting the right people around you, right? Right people. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add an addendum to this. Okay. People will forget. People will forget the little things that you said. They're not going to remember all the things you said at that, at that deal. No. They will forget the things you did. What they will not forget is how they felt. That's employees. That's customers. That's coworkers. That's everything. That emotional, that little nugget right there, when you create that culture of fun and people feel welcome, they feel like, they don't feel like they're getting sold to, they're being informed. It's right. a totally different thing. They're, gonna rem- they're not going to remember all the details. They can take home a, a, a one sheet of all your great stuff, right? They're not going to remember all that stuff. What they're going to remember, that dude was cool yeah. and good looking. Yeah, super good looking. Super good beard. And has a great Bluetooth speaker. Right. That's Played some great. awesome jams too. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, it, looking looking at, basically the whole thing is, is what it, what is that when you're being like that, right? When you're having those good vibes, what's mm-hmm. all about positivity, right? Everything's positive. You know, you're talking about all the, you know, whether it be your product or, or the company or whatever. It's like, we're talking about all the things you can do, which kind of goes back to those, how you judge whether the good people are you're around, right? Mm-hmm. I always talk about like, if I hear a guy that basically leads in with pretty much anything that, well, we can't. Or, you know, we don't or, you know, anything negative, right? Sales 101 stuff. Like a lot of that shit I don't buy into, but it's like, you know. The, well, we've never done that before. Yeah, it's just like as soon as they, they put up a, a wall, right? There, as, mm-hmm. soon as, as soon as you do that, you get the Heisman. Then they're like, no, nah, this is why we can't. Oh, that won't work. So I think a lot of it is just being, you know, taking your mindset and just being positive about it. And, mm-hmm. and people in general, right? We all have shitty days, right? But it's about the guy that can make it positive all the time and kind of take this and go, look, look, yeah. Shit's gone, you know, sideways today. It's all fucked up, but we're gonna make. Oh, it. Wait, wait, wait. We... <laughs> there was, there was first one of the, first one of the where podcast. I don't even know where we're at. I don't know. Wise. I'll have to look. Probably there. It is right there. Yep. Congratulations, whoever, you, whoever you, got that one. Yeah, 
That was really good. Someone just won a prize. Mm. Okay, go ahead. Anyways, we'll explain that later. <laughs> we'll yeah, if you don't look, know what just happened, yeah, you, you, have to to go, you have to go back and listen to podcast one. Listen to season, yeah, season one. It was oh, uh, we're already on seasons. I'm making those seasons, <laughs> seasons now. I'm making this sound bigger than we are already. Yeah. Season one. Season one. one. But it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, as, as sideways everything is going to get, we all have those days. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, today was kind of one of those days for me. But, like, mm-hmm. it's it's how you handle it and how you come out of it and, like, kind of put a, you know, your positive twist on it. And if you have those people around you, they're going to help you get through it, too. That's that's what we're that's where you Dude. need to have those people around you. Because if you have Attitude. a bunch of guys going, we're, we're fucked, we're all fucked. Like, nobody's Attitude gonna, is everything. Yeah. So I work for uh, Davies Moore. We are a full-service marketing and advertising firm here in Boise. Put that right here. I put that Ding! There's the logo. I don't know if I can put that on there. They might yell at me, but I'm going to do it. Anyway, we have gone through a big shift. And I've, I've been there just shy of three years. We've gone through a big shift of people in the building, right? So I'm going to throw out some big dude you rocks, right? The management at my company, they get it. Mm-hmm. They understand the value of who's in, who's on the bus, the right people on the bus. They get it. They get that culture comes first. And I joke about it a lot, but that's the way I'm wired. I'm, I am a high energy, fun. I, there is not a day that goes by where I'm not being silly, doing something. But when it's time to work, obviously I go to work. But as we shifted through the last two years, there was a group of people that as they shifted out, and they were all great people. Smart, very talented, but they had kind of reached a little bit of a glass ceiling. And I wouldn't say that they necessarily took it for granted. They just didn't know anything else. And they kind of were like restless. So they ended up getting other offers and pursuing other things, which for me personally, I I have made the observation that people in their mid-20s, 25 to, to, we'll say 30, so mid to late 20s, they reach this point where they suddenly go, Hmm, I want to be really good at this. I don't, I don't want to be good. I want to be really good. And that's where that shift happens in their, what I would call their career mindset. Right. And you, you see people making changes. That's they're getting married and buying houses and doing all all these things personally, but professionally they just shift gears. I experienced it at 27 and I walked into a room full of salespeople at the radio station and I had just taken over as the production manager of a six radio station cluster. And I walked in and said, hey, this is going to be awesome. But here's the deal. I don't want to be just good. My goal is to be the shit when it comes to radio, creative radio production, not in the market. I want to be recognizable in the Northwest. I want people from Seattle and Portland and Spokane and Salt Lake. I want them to come to us to do some of that stuff, it's that important to me. It's that that passion, right? So as people shift through all that stuff, that was that moment for me. It makes room for other people. We ended up bringing on a couple people. So the one guy I want to highlight, his name's Kelly Knopp. And he is a, he's a really, really good illustrator. But there is a resonance, a creative resonance that I have with him that I have never had with anybody else in terms of just... I, I bring good stuff out of him. He brings good stuff out of me. And there's, there isn't any ownership or competitiveness within the concepting of it. It's a, it's a truly collaborative effort. And it's amazing to see where things start and where things end. And one of the things I always hammer on, I hammer on it with any creative, 
is don't stop at the first right answer. Find the second right answer, find the third right answer, find the fourth right answer. Keep finding right answers because you'll stumble onto brilliance. It's not the first right answer. It's never the first right answer. But kind of getting back around to that, to the whole point of where I went off on my tangent, he draws out the best out of me. The best out of me wasn't being drawn out two years ago. It just wasn't. Right. He draws out one guy, right? When I'm with Ed, so Eddie's our CEO and founding guy, right? When I'm with him and he gets passionate about something, he sets a tone for the room. Yeah, it's infectious. And yeah, it's infectious. And he draws out the good stuff. And, he, and he'll, he'll look at you square in the eye and say, that's not good enough. It's great. I'd be okay with it, except it's, it's not your best work. Yeah, you can so do better. Go, and, and I, have been, <laughs> I have been sent to the bar and <laughs> on the company said, hey, go have some cocktails and, and go brainstorm this. Go collaborate. And Get come, creative. And come back with a better idea. And guess what happened? I had, some, I had some pretzels and a giant beer, and we laughed. Man, we're going to do a podcast about laughter. Yeah. We laughed, and we came up with some really good ideas. But again, and I go back to the whole the nugget right there, people, the right people in the right culture for them to thrive. So your friend who was a high performer in this other building gets moved. Hopefully their manager, hopefully she's got a good rapport with her manager. So where she can say, Hey, look, this is, it's not a good fit. Right. That's not the bus I need to be on. Well, how do we fix it? Yeah. And it goes back to, I mean, another point that I think people miss, and this is seen in sales organizations, especially as well, but I think it's probably best, um, best analogy people probably can see is probably more so in sports. Mm -hmm. It's not even about the talent. Like, having a bunch of talented people together. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, like people can, you can put a bunch of assholes in one room that are really good salespeople. And if they don't like each other and they're not going to work together, your sales team's going to suck because the, the fact of the matter is, is nobody has their back. They're all looking out for themselves. Like mm -hmm. it's, it has nothing to do. I shouldn't say nothing. You want to have a talented group of guys that can actually work together and surround and, and want to help each other out. Right. It's mm -hmm. so, so when we're talking about like surrounding yourself with good people and, and that, you know, what the, I'm not just talking about talented people. I mean, you look at sports, you can mm -hmm. have a great quarterback and a great wide receiver, right? If they don't like each other, Odell Beckham. Yeah. <coughs> Odell. Yeah. You, but here's you are the thing. not going to have success. I mean, you're going to have some just on pure talent. That's yeah. that's fine. But you can go get a a team that plays together, you know, forever, where you've got the Joe Montana, Jerry mm -hmm. Rice kind of thing, or what's something for the younger kids to uh, to look at. But like a, uh, you know, where these guys just they know each other. I mean, they're a, mm -hmm. you know a, a um, well, let's like Dallas Cowboys, uh, Witten and and Romo. You know, like he's mm -hmm. always going to go to him because there's that he knows that he's got his back, right? Except they know they're, each other except they're both retired right now. But other than that, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to say what I think anybody. These well, you've got, I mean, it, but. but you got Zeke, right, running back there, right, and then and Dak, and they get yeah. along good. So you, I mean, it, but you know, look like Des Bryant is right. amazing. He's, he's not fit. getting any catches. So a little funny sidebar, right? So Kellen Moore, right, quarterbacks coach right. for Dallas, right, talking about how much he liked. Dak. Mm -hmm. Not just how talented he was, right? how he got along with the club, how he got along with the other players, how the rapport was between Dak and Zeke. Really, really interesting when you kind of get behind the curtain. That idea of chemistry, 
It's a huge, huge deal. And getting, getting the people, the right people in, in the room that share that vision and that resonate. I'm a big nerd about resonance. Mm-hmm. Like you want to get me off on a tangent where I'll go for like two hours. It's resonance because there's a psychological resonance. There's a spiritual resonance. There's this, you don't live in a vacuum. You're a human and you're part of the herd and everything. You're bumping off of people. Your sphere is touching other people's spheres and affecting them. And, and they're affecting you. Right. You don't live in a vacuum. But having people that are good people that share the vision and that are willing to put in the work, you get a better result. I mean, take a, take a look at like what you were talking about at your, your deal. You go in to sell a product or, or demo a product, right? And you're creating an atmosphere. If I create that inviting atmosphere, I've got music going, I've got things, are, there's a positive thing, I'm laughing. Here's the thing that I would, I would, if there was a dude there with a clicker and they counted the amount of laughter right. at each booth, my bet is that your booth was the top clicker of laughter in the whole building. That is infectious, right? Yep. Going and, and going and hanging out with your buddies, having that guy in the room. You don't go. You don't take time out of your schedule and your money to go hang out with people you don't like that don't entertain you or you don't like, yeah. right? So why would you choose to spend your dollars with somebody you don't like? Why would you choose to spend your eight hours a day? I mean, sometimes more time with your work or coworkers than you do with your kids or family, right? Or spouse, and you. You know, why would you choose that if you, excuse me, if you don't want to have that, uh, <laughs> you got me. You're right. That wine that choke you up. Yeah, I got choke up. <laughs> Wrong pipe. And, uh, but I think if you, you know, you have to have that kind of, you know, rep- it, it, you wouldn't do it, right? The laughter is the key, right? The fun, mm-hmm. the good mood, all that so stuff. So I'll give you a, uh, an example. People that live around the, the Treasure Valley, orthodontist, slattery, slattery. God, I butcher his name every time. Sorry. Mm. Sorry, Dr. Slattery. Slattery. You talked my to, first dentist you was talked, his dad. You talked to anybody that has had him as their orthodontist, they love him. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you they're not going, well, you know, among local orthodontists, he rates, you know, 4.2 star. The rapport that he immediately gets, the kids love him, the parents love him. He's not the cheapest. Right. I don't, I mean, okay, it's braces, but it's, it's phenomenal to talk to people. And then suddenly you've got a connection with somebody that also goes to him, which is insane. We have a connection over an orthodontist and we both love him. Did you ever hear the story about his runaway tortoise? Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? He has a tortoise that runs away every once in a while. A tortoise that runs away. (laughs) And he's telling this story and I'm just laughing and I'm like, huh? Has he's nothing a perp- to do with orthodontics. He's a perfect, yeah, I, nobody knows how good he really is unless yeah. you're a nerd bot on orthodontics, right. right? Nobody knows how really good I am at doing editing, right? Unless they're, it's a context thing, right? Unless they do it, right? A doctor, here, here's a rough joke for you. You know, the guy that graduated the very last out of medical school, you know what they call him? Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> no. I got that. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't know how good you are as a doctor. I know if you're a big turd. I know if you're stuffy. I know if my kid doesn't like you. I know if I don't like you. I know the the culture that you create matters. 
So I think here's another interesting thing. I want to get your take on this because that's, you know, you hear the difference between positivity, right? We're talking about positivity. Let's make mm-hmm. the shift to the negativity, right? Mm-hmm. We'll spend a bunch of time on it because just don't like the deal with it. But what's more lame. powerful, right? What's more powerful? Like if you get, you get a, you know, what do you take in a, in a battle of superheroes and one superhero superpower is positivity and the other superheroes is negativity. You know, what's going to win that battle kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, here, I'll give you my opinion. You give me yours. But I, I think that the positivity That's the dumbest thing, thing I've ever heard. There you go. So That's, I was you. trying that, that was out. very powerful. That felt really good. Very powerful. I'm not going to lie. Go ahead. I honestly think that the, you know, you if you have the positivity, I think it's going to, the long game, it's going to win. It right? Wins. It, it will win. And I have all the hope that that is the case. But I will tell you that the most uh, loud, obnoxious, you know, up front, biggest bang up front is that negativity. And if you've got that person and surround yourself with all those people and you've got that one cancer, mm-hmm. as we like to call it, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's that one cancer, that one negative person in there, it can take down a group. I've watched it. an I've, entire I've watched one building. negative dick go in and ruin a bunch of positive people. Yep. And, and you know, I, I it blows me away because you think it's, you know, in some ways you like think it's, it's even, right? Positivity, negativity, but... I don't think. I think is. in the long run, you know, I don't know. That's my I, I take. Maybe positivity wins in the long run. I'll, negativity wins in the short. I'll put it know. to you this way: I think it takes five positive guys to make up for one negative. No, oh. one negative guy can do so much more damage. And it and it's like I had I had a boss one time that uh, earlier in my radio career he was he's like my mentor guy and he had some really great nuggets. Rich Summers, thank you. Rick Summers, I remember that name. Rich. Yeah. Rich Summers, yeah, yeah, he was on the radio, right? And just, Long time. He, he was a nerd on this stuff. He loved it. This whole fish philosophy, and he, he brought it into the radio station, and he, made, he brought back some life into what, what made radio fun. This is a totally Rich Summersism. You'd be entertaining, you'd be informative, or you'd be quiet. Right. And play the music. And at the end of the day, it really is about entertainment. Because if you don't entertain, you don't sell. Yeah, those are the guys that make the money, right? Who, who make the money? The morning shows that make They that make they people, make laugh, people right? listen because they're funny and unpredictable. Right. right. Anyway. They all play music. No, they, I, they all play I, think music. It's just, I think it's dead on right. I think it's a, it's a one thing that can, I mean, and that's why it's so important to get that one or two oh, yeah. or whatever. Get that negative to get the cancer. Get it out of your life. Um, I mean, I, I can't even. It goes beyond, you know. It goes beyond work type stuff. I mean, even just in personal life, it's a. They're connected, man. It's it's. You know what? On. I'm gonna call one out right now. Keep the personal stuff at home. Your personal stuff informs everything. You can't compartmentalize it. And if you expect that, you are gonna be disappointed. My personal life is part of what makes me passionate and excellent at what I try and do. Right. Without that, I am not as good. Kind of a sociopath if you can turn shit on and off like that and be like, I, you one know what? There are people that are really good at it, but at the really, I don't think it's healthy. At the end of the day, so my uh, my sister, I'm a little nod to my sis, right? So I actually work for my sister. She's one of the most badass business gals I've ever met. Every, you say it every she, time. Every time you bring her up, you dude, say that. I didn't get it until I worked for her. I'm like, whoa, man, you're amazing. (laughs) She can compartmentalize really well. Mm -hmm. She's gifted that way. She doesn't turn her personal stuff off. 
she just compartmentalizes it because there are days where she's sitting in her office crying because she's so frustrated because she's got such a high bar. She's going to kill me for telling people she cries. Mm. She cares. I've seen both of the managing partners at my firm get emotional enough to cry because they care that much. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. I want to work for that guy. I want him on my team. Here's an oar. Start rowing. Where are we going? That's what I want. Yep. And that's what you should always want is the people that you want to be in the boat with. I get all passionate about this stuff. You like hit a chord on, on this one. For yeah. this podcast, I love it. Like, I mean, it's. I think it's huge. I mean, it's you know, we sit here and uh, as, as noisy and obnoxious as my children are, and making noise in the other room. I I tell them too. I mean, it's it, it's it starts early. You start hanging out with the right people, your life is going to come out one way, and you you hang out with the wrong people, it's going to come out another. And you and I have known each other. What do we figure? Since we were about ten, mm-hmm. and we we have very very direct examples of. Guys hung out the wrong guys and guys yeah. hung out the right. And, and honestly, and, uh, some sad stories. Horrible. Like, I mean, guys that were super talented that have ended up in the wrong crowd. They've ended mm-hmm. up in drugs. They ended up in this or that, right? I mean, it it revolves around different things. I mean, and, and a lot of it has to do with being involved in something, you know, and getting involved with something in a in a group of, of people doing something. But it's it 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 starts when you're young mm-hmm. and you surround yourself with the right or wrong people. Let's say you can't come back from it. I think we also have, yeah, so, we can. have a few people that we know of that have, have made some, I think some pretty miraculous turnarounds yeah. where if you would have told me uh, that where they at at 40, I would have guessed completely wrong because dead. of that. He'll be yeah. dead. Yeah. And there, but we do have some that are yeah. dead, you know? So I mean, well, you, I, you know, flat out. And so I think it's important for you, for people to hear, you know, and know if you're, whether you're young and listening to this or more than likely, you're probably a parent of a young kid listening to this and you hear that, you know, how important that is. Mm-hmm. Think, just stop and think for a minute and think about the people that, that you know, you know, mm-hmm. cause I know you and I speaking for you and, and I both, we have those people and I know yep. the people, you know, if you've got a kid, you've got a teenager, especially and you're hearing it, it's huge. And it's quick. It, it's very important for them to quickly figure out how to get that negativity out, right? And get it, just get it gone. So one of the things uh, I talk about this when I'm mentoring, I talk about this when I'm parenting, and even when I'm coaching. Don't be a thermometer. Be a thermostat. Mm-hmm. You dictate what the culture, what the what the vibe is going to be. You set it. Right. And if you don't, if you don't like what you're where you're at. Go to a different room. You don't have to put up with that shit. Yeah, you don't have to do it. But don't just be a recognizer of the temperature and be like, yeah, that's that's just the way this room is. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see my kid's personality. So my oldest is 13. And to watch her figure that out. I'm not sure what that noise was. It's the dog. Chewing on a bone below the table. The, our podcast dog, Mia, Mia, the podcast dog. Yeah. If you ever hear this, that's Mia walking across the floor or the, yep. That is also Mia. That's her getting a drink, getting a drink, which happens to be way too close to the microphones. Sometimes you sound like that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. um, Yeah. You do have good wine today, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. little shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Gary V. Is this the Gary V wine club? A 2014 Cabernet Sauvignon. Savagnon. Savagnon. Mm-hmm. It just sounds fancy when you say yeah. it. I am fancy. See, I drink. You know, do you put your pinky up when you say it? Savagnon. Oui, monsieur. This is a twenty four. I drink from the bottle, but I lift my pinky up when I do it. I lift my pinky up when I do all kinds of things. When I gamble, lift it mm-hmm. right up. 
Yep. Okay. When I sense. go to the bathroom. Hmm? No, I don't. Lift it. I'm just kidding. Different pinky. Different. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So we got about eight minutes to wrap up this absolutely loaded edition of the Reek Havoc podcast. I got it. I got it. I know right where I want to go with this. Okay. I'm ready. Give Hold it, on. Give it to me. Give it to me. Wait. You're going to go. I'm. Yeah, yeah. You're just. You're going to just root me on. Because I'm going to bring this around to you. This is going to work for you. Go get them! One, I have two two points I want to put into the the last eight minutes here. So it's a quote by Bradley, um, business guru mm-hmm. guy. Like, he's a big deal. You can check him out. He's at the real Bradley. Uh, and it's L-E-A is his last name. But yeah, he, he has a quote, great quote that I love. It says, never lower your standards just because the people around you can't reach them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think a lot of people do, right? Especially even like the going back to the teenagers. I think they do oh, yeah. that, right? You know, my son plays a big-time football player, right? And you can't – his team's not that great this year, right? You don't back yourself off and play worse because you're on a bad team, right? You play 100 all the time because mm-hmm. you just do as good as you can. And I think a lot of people, they – one, there's two reasons they do that, right? They feel guilty, so they don't want to make their friends or coworkers or teammates or family members or – you know, unfortunately, maybe even spouses feel bad about how bad they are at something because they do so good at something, right? And that's one thing you just can't do. I think it's huge, huge importance to this is, is you know, when you're surrounding yourself with these people and you're trying to figure out how to get it, get do it around, it's not about bringing yourself to those people. It's about playing, you know, playing up. Um, I mean, if you're a <laughs> I golfer, always, yeah, exactly I mean, golfing, I think, going. is hands down the best exactly example where of where you, like. I always want to play up. Oh, my God. If, I play, if I'm playing, I always play better when I play with, yeah. you know, Willers and I go out with those guys and, and, and those guys play, you know, scratch golf. Or and those whatever, guys are you know. athletic jerks. It's crazy. And I play I better them. when I play with them. But if I go out and I play with guys who aren't that good and don't play very often, mm-hmm. buzz. Uh, <laughs> buzzy buzzy uh we love you buzzy <laughs> but you're a uh, shitty golfer but you go out and play some of these it, you tend to play down to their to their golf yep. I, i'm just i'm bad i'm actually way worse than buzzy. are you right worse now. than buzzy right now i am actually yeah. i In played with buzzy out, so I, if he, he actually hears, played pretty good last time depending upon the timing that he hears this it i could or couldn't be worse. i don't want to make him know. mad Anyways. though yeah, he's a big bear. I love you, big bear buzzy. The one thing I'm going to end with here is a little shout out to my boy Jody over here. I surround myself, you know, we brought this this podcast about, and it's took it's taken a while to, to get it pulled out. <laughs> By and, a while, like two years. Yeah, yeah. We've been Ish. talking about it for a while. But the thing is, is I didn't want to surround myself with anybody else, right? I mean, it's like, can I, you know, can I go out there and hire some young kid or can I pay somebody to just be producers for me or whatever and let me run the podcast and go with it and pick up another co-host, whatever. Yes. That's not what I wanted to do. It was worth the wait to me because I Um. believe so firmly in this surrounding yourself with the right people. I want to surround myself with you. Okay, I'm back. Just put a little video of us hugging or Good. something, or at least swinging each other around in the field <laughs> you or swing something me. Like, <laughs> like a child. Like <laughs> I was thinking more romantically, like no, I was know. thinking like a play, like you grab my hands and like start swinging, <laughs> and then Good see nothing. like what happens, like if my shoulder dislocates. Yeah, I've did that to all my kids, so we shouldn't talk about that. Oh, sorry about that. His child protective service will listen. CPS. Um, whoop, whoop, whoop. I think a. I, I think it's it. I mean, I think I can. 100% say, look, I believe this. I live it. This mm. is what I do. And this podcast is probably one of the best representations of it because it is. It's it's who you surround yourself with because 
you've surround we've been around each other since we were 10 years old and we continue to make each other better and it continues to be i think we bring a lot of stuff that's different Mm -hmm. to each other um, but we have a shit ton of stuff that's totally alike and there's here's one of the resonant factors that i think has always you and i have always gotten along with there is a sense of authenticity right there isn't there isn't a layer of bs there is and and i think sports is a great measuring stick on some of this stuff because you either are performing or you are not right right so some of the best friendships i think come out of that and there's analogies up the yin yang and all that stuff but being authentic and being willing to be real on things you have taken that into the sales ether right and you've made that be one of your founding pillars of who you are same thing on the creative side and on the marketing side How do I do truth well told? How do I find the creative way to to tell your story and not fill your, if it's a radio commercial, not fill it full of BS that nobody cares about. You're a Mexican restaurant. Whoa, you want me to say that you sell uh, burritos, tacos, and enchiladas? No kidding? Hmm. How about you not waste 30 seconds on the crap that people know and get to stuff that they might not know. What is your unique selling proposition? What makes you different than everybody else that does the same thing that you do? What makes you memorable? Talk about that, right? What is your why? We get into this a lot, right, at work. Know your why, because your why is your why. It's nobody else's why. And if you can articulate it and be passionate about it and build around it, you create culture, you create that unique selling proposition. And by definition of all of that stuff, you're probably going to do a pretty good product because right. you're passionate about your why. So like, for example, Apple's why. What is it? It's not to build computers. Right. It's to educate and inspire and give me the tools to execute what's inside here and inside here. That's what makes them so great. Does IBM make a better computer? <laughs> I don't know, Probably. They don't do it the same way. And that's why, in my opinion, Apple wins. Mm-hmm. Cause it's about the it's about the more inspiring why. Um, so I want to wrap up this edition of the Wreak Havoc podcast with a story. Mm-hmm. You've heard of the Wright brothers. Yeah. Right. So um they had a vision of flight, right? So yeah, two guys that work in a bicycle shop have no business trying to figure out how to make a plane. But that was their vision. That was, they, that's what they saw. So they were in Dayton, in a bicycle shop in Dayton, and could not get this to work. The vision was right. The place was wrong. Understanding the why made all the difference. The why was the wind. They go to Kitty Hawk, and the wind was right. Mm-hmm. And they soar. It's all about tying together all of that stuff, knowing your why, right? Why is it that I get along with that guy? What, what, is, what are the elements about the, the members of my team that make it thrive? And being willing to maybe pay a premium to get the right person. Sometimes you got to do it. Does it pay off long-term? <laughs> Absolutely 100%. Which is sometimes, that's, it's hard to know, right? Sometimes you plant those seeds and it's maybe two years, five years, yep. 10 years. But you eventually, I think you eventually will definitely figure it out. And I mean, it's funny. Eddie's got so many great, great quotes. 
And here's what I love. If you can't do an impression of your boss and his little catchphrases, he's not around enough and he's not casting his vision enough. Yeah. That's how you know he's doing it right as you can impersonate him and you can play keyword bingo during a staff meeting. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're doing your job right. We may or may not. That's good people. Done that. So anyway, surround yourself with good people. Surround yourself with the right people. And figure it out, man. Your partnerships, your partnerships matter. There's another one of your kids in the shot. Yep, yeah. They have that, no clue. No clue. None. None. Spatial awareness. He's like, I don't know, dude. I was just getting some water and and Yeah. You're not in now. Oh, now you're no, nope, you're still good. You're out. Anyway. Well, he's actually putting dishes in the dishwasher. So Do you know what? We're not gonna penalize you know him what? for that. That's surrounding himself with good people. He surrounds yeah. himself with kids that put dishes in the dishwasher. That's important. So that's uh, that's the Wreak Havoc podcast, season two. <laughs> I like, I like season It's actually really just huge. Yeah, it's episode two. Yeah. It's the second one we've done ever, which is pretty big. Yeah. But um, we've got just some good stuff beginning. on the next podcast. You want to give a little tease on the next podcast? Yeah. Yep. Uh, next podcast, episode three, is going to be taking ownership. Mm. Uh, ironically, <laughs> I actually had on here that we should try to get Buzz on here because... <laughs> He's a military man, retired military, talks about this. Um, I'm going to talk a lot about um, stuff I learned from a book called Extreme Ownership. Jocko Wilnick and uh, Leif Babin, uh, Extreme Ownership, basically mm -hmm. a book I read about uh, military and tying it into sales and stuff. But anyways, I just think it's important for people to take ownership in what they do, and we're going to tackle that in episode three. All right. Thanks again, man. You're welcome. This is fun. This is fun. Didn't even finish off that bottle of wine. We weren't drinking hard enough. It's almost gone. <laughs>